0: Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash Slayer. That's BetterHelp.com forward slash Slayer. Welcome back to another episode of the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan VanderLeek here with my friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. We've been wiping out the fear and discomfort of anxiety for almost 12 years. And today we're speaking about whether or not anxiety is contagious. Welcome to another episode, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Always good to share time with you and cover topics of interest to our listeners. And this is one that we actually haven't covered before.
1: Yeah, we've been asked before whether anxiety can be passed down in families whether it can be hereditary, but
2: this is a new topic. Can anxiety be contagious? And the answer is absolutely. Those of us who live
0: with anxiety tend to be quite sensitive. We're sensitive souls. We're empathetic and we're very much open to the experience and emotions of others. And when we're in balance, we're excellent listeners, caring friends, And we know how to practice self-care and not take on
2: more than we can handle. But there is a challenge, isn't there? Yeah, the challenge for sensitive people is that we can become easily overwhelmed
1: by our environment or by the moods and emotions of those around us and the media. um, Those who are empathetic can soak up atmospheres and moods and the experiences of others like a sponge. And when we feel overwhelmed, our resilience is reduced and outside anxiety starts affecting us. It starts leaching in more and more. So in that sense, anxiety is very
0: contagious. And sometimes when we soak up anxiety from others, it's not that we're helpless. It's that we need to notice and take action to regain our boundaries or our buffer in that case. If you've ever been in a situation where You've walked in the room and the energy, you can just feel how heavy it is. You can feel the discomfort. And you might not even know what it is at first, but you can you can feel it. And chances are somebody there is stressed out or angry or has something going on that has them anxious. And it almost feels like they've sucked all of the air out of the room. I'm not judging this person. <laughs> It's an observation. It happens. I've done it. I've been able to suck the energy out of the entire household and go, oh, wow, that wasn't really very fair to my husband and my daughter because I was sideways about whatever I was sideways about. The reason why I bring that forward is by increasing our self care and building our resilience, we can still show up in those rooms that feel a little bit heavy, still show up as a good listener. And check in with what might be going on, support those we care about, and not be taken out by it and not get completely overwhelmed and anxious ourselves. Does that make sense? Very much so. Yeah. It's all about self
1: care and resilience and how much of a buffer we have. When we're really anxious and we get to that point of overwhelm, I always think it feels like you're a bit of a raw nerve and. The, the buffer's gone, the insulation's gone, the resilience has, has gone down. So things impact us a lot easier and a lot more quickly. But when we're actively in self-care, we're doing things to look after ourselves, help ourselves feel grounded, help ourselves feel supported. then we've just got that that bit of resilience, that bit of buffer between us and what's coming externally.
0: So we're a
2: bit more waterproof.
0: We don't take on.
2: So much. And these
0: are simple practices like making sure you're hydrated, making sure that you're being mindful of your nutrition, allowing yourself to step away from drama that doesn't serve you, allowing yourself the spaciousness and the break from screen time and the media and everything that comes at you. And then also to be honest with those that you love, if somebody is in a space where they're feeling
2: really jangly or spun out and you're not available for that, that's okay. You get to voice that, care
0: for yourself, and then come back around and check in on them. You do not always have to
2: be available to take on everybody else's stuff. That was a lesson that I learned
0: far too late in life. And it was one of those things where, oh, yeah, it's really okay if I'm not in a place right now where I can
2: go there. And to speak it and to share it. And in a healthy relationship, the other person understands that.
0: Yeah, I remember
1: my spiritual mentor years ago told me everyone has their threshold. I was struggling with something at the time. I was quite young, maybe 19, 20 years old. And um, I had the opportunity to go and sit with him and ask him some questions. And I I said I was struggling, but I also shared that I felt bad about it because I could see that he and others were taking on so much more. And I felt that my capacity was was reduced, and I saw that as a, a flaw in myself. And he very kindly just looked at me and said, everyone has their threshold. And from that, I took it that we need to know also our own threshold and look at what do we need to be functioning peacefully, functioning well, doing what we need to do with our lives. Are we somebody that needs space and peace? I need a lot of alone time. I also need to live harmoniously and companionably with others. And I love company and good conversations. But for me to be functioning well, I need to start my morning with a good couple of hours. Head start. Three is even better.
2: I need a good couple of hours with my nose in a book, some meditation, a cup of tea, some And it's important to know what is our threshold and what do we as individuals need? Because when we
1: step away from that or we get overwhelmed and kind of blown away from that, we can really suffer and lose sight of ourselves and lose sight of our needs. So it really does help to know what is our threshold.
0: And we can make other people suffer when we're that depleted because then if we talk about the doshas and I have a a pitta dosha. If I am not taking care of myself or giving myself what I need, I can get very sharp and very critical. But if I'm caring for myself, I can be very straight with you without coming across in such a way that you feel like I just, you know, cut you down at your knees.
1: And that's also that part of Ayurveda. So now we're talking about India's ancient sites of life and the mind and body types. That's also that wonderful teaching of Ayurveda where we need to look at ourselves. And the pitta mind is intelligent, like anything, and organized and kind. In balance, it's kind and it's illuminated. But yeah, when it goes out of balance, it becomes snarky, sharp, impatient to ourselves and to others. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, we can go out of balance. It's hard to stop that and rein it in. But if we know our needs and we know our threshold and we know our nature, we can catch it before it goes too far, before it goes too far out of balance. And yeah, it's a better experience for all concerned.
0: Right. That's where we get into the, the conversation about like increasing like and, and Ayurveda and the influences and choices in, in our lives. A pitta-disturbed person can absolutely disturb the pitta in somebody else. You see it in my household with three fiery pitta people. Mm -hmm. All fire signs, all pitta. You see it in vata-disturbed people that they'll disturb the vata of others. So in that conversation today about is anxiety contagious, if you are out of balance and you tend to be more vata, you're going to, and this isn't something that you do on purpose, just the sheer nature of you being in that anxious state can disturb and bring up anxiety in somebody else, especially if they aren't doing the things that we just talked about, if they aren't protected, if they don't have their own boundaries, if, they don't, if they're not straight with themselves and what they need. This is why it's so important to seek grounded, calm people. Uh, sit with them. Uh, model them. If you feel like you need more of that, seek those people out. They are in your life. And Ayurveda offers a wealth of information on our individual natures. We've talked about this episode after episode, but it would be good for you to dig in and learn a little bit more about the individual nature and how each of us are affected by our relationships and the environment. And we'll be sharing more of this conversation with you on our Patreon very soon.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting when you start to learn about the mind and body types, and it can stop us turning in on ourselves, gives a lot of insight. For me, it increases self-compassion and understanding of others. You know, you were talking, Shen, about how when you're in a household of fiery-minded people, one person's pitta can increase another person's pitta. But if you're in a, a mixed room where you've got some vatas in there and somebody's pitta comes up, they're going to affect somebody else's vata because they're going to make them nervous. Oh, totally. It, but that sharpness comes up and, and vata gets nervous. It gets jittery. So there's all this interaction going on around us. I've observed over the years a family member who is very kapha. Very kapha is the, an earthy constitution, earth and water, very grounded. He has some pitta in there as well. But his wife is very, very vata, very high vata. And it's been interesting to me to observe over the years by that association, by that relationship, he has become more vata in his speech, humor, nature.
0: It's so interesting to me to witness that. Well, and to see more of a balance between the doshas. The first time I ever took a test to find out what my dosha was was back in like 2008 i think it was when i
2: was going through yoga teacher training and i was even up kapha pitta even score very little vata i'm sure if i took it again today i'd see more vata less pitta
0: and probably the same amount of of kapha and then, and at the time that's when we were talking about the tridosha and how we all have these, these different uh, natures, of course, that lean one way or another, but, but we have all of them. We each embody all three.
1: Yeah, in varying degrees. And at birth, we will have one or two that tend to dominate. And then as we go through life, we pick up other traits from our environment, stress, trauma, anxiety, our diet, our association, our entertainment. So we change. Mm. We change away from our nature. And that's something that's the, the root model of health in Ayurveda is to look at that and look at how we can come back to our original constitution. How can we balance our way back to the cards we were dealt, the, the type we were dealt at birth? And how can we learn to live that well? It's not that one type is better than the other. They all have their, their pros and they all have their. Challenges. And when we're talking about anxiety, it's really important to understand this Vata nature. And rather than again turning on ourselves and giving ourselves a hard time about it, to understand, oh, there is this teaching on this nature and what you eat, what you do, how you live to bring it back into balance and to help ourselves feel more peaceful,
0: more steady, and more grounded. And we will dig deeper into this if this is something that's of interest to you you can join us on our Patreon and learn more. We'll have that coming up soon. We update and add content to Patreon every single week. So if you're not a patron already, you might want to check that out. And what is the URL for our Patreon, Ananga? It's patreon.com forward slash anxieties. After the break, we'll share what can help protect you from the transference of anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been a few times in my life where I've needed some extra support and wish I had an option for online support. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. To be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online and their services available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month At betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, we touched on the makeup of our individual Ayurvedic constitutions and why it's important to spend time with people who are more calm and relaxed. Now let's discuss how we can shield ourselves from anxiety. Ananga, what helps us protect ourselves from contagious anxiety? And we, we touched a little bit. On it before the break, but what what would you recommend? I think the first thing is to
1: take a step back because what we tend to do with anxiety is absorb it all as us. It's all in there together and we think it's all us. So to take a step back and pause and look at how you're being affected, ask yourself, where is this coming from? Check in and ask, is this my anxiety or am I being affected by someone else? Um, think over recent conversations, recent exchanges, connections, things you've read or heard. You know, maybe we went to the grocery store and it was busier than we thought. And maybe we were a bit anxious about the COVID situation at the grocery store. But we might just come home and think, oh, I feel so anxious. I, you know, it's me. What's wrong with me? Have a look back. What environment have you been in? What conversations have you had? Have you spoken to somebody else that was really anxious and maybe it just rubbed off on you a bit? Maybe it was a bit
2: contagious. Did they say something that triggered you? Have a look, step back. Yeah, because often what we think is ours is not ours at all. One of the
0: wonderful things that I've learned through my work with Access Consciousness is to ask myself, who does this belong to? So if I'm coming back from something like a long car ride or a trip to the grocery store or pretty much anything that's been happening and when, when you're out with people during COVID is to find, is that mine? Does that even belong to me? Or how much was I absorbing while I was out in the world? We pick up more than, than we know. We are sponges often. And especially if you don't insulate yourself when you go out and about. and there, And what I mean by that is just like visually seeing yourself kind of protected and safe as you move out into the world. That's something that I do. I kind of zip up my energy because I do pick up so much energy from other people. And by asking who does this belong to and then return to sender, you know, if it's not not yours, you can tell pretty easily if it's yours or not once you start to ask yourself that. Once you, we've talked about this over the years, whose voice is that? And like you said, when you take a step back, you can zero in on something that was said or how, how something made you feel or what have you. And it becomes easier and easier to shake off as it's not yours.
1: Yeah. And then we need to make a choice. How do we respond? If you find something that's affected you coming in from the outside, you can rest. You can make sure you've eaten well, make sure you're hydrated. Maybe you need to take some bark flowers rescue remedy to feel a bit more peaceful? Or do you need to follow a guided practice, guided meditation for release, or take a walk, do some mindful walking? Do you need to journal about it or do some EFT tapping and clearing? We can clear it. Once we know what it is,
0: we can clear it and put it down. There's another part of the access consciousness work that I've been doing that is a a clearing statement. And I'll just do the short version here. For those who've listened to us for a while, you know that I've interviewed Dr. Dane here a couple of times, and we'll be interviewing him again in July. And one of the things that he taught me years ago was pock and pod. And so it sounds like these, these funny words, right? Pock and pod, what is that? Well, when something comes up that causes you significant anxiety, you can pock and pod it. And what that means is from the point of creation to the point of destruction, you're, you're getting rid of whatever that energy is that's coming in and making you feel anxious. And it takes practice again, and it seems kind of silly, but it's become a, a big part of my life and, and my family as well. even if they aren't doing the the studying and the work that I do with access, they will still pock and pod stuff. They get judgmental, or if they say something extra snarky or if they if something comes up that makes them feel really low, they'll pock and pot it. And and then we just giggle. And I know that even though they might not be in the space that I'm in with, with understanding what that does, that it's gonna help them. It's gonna help. It's just another way of clearing, just like EFT tapping is another way of clearing, or getting your words on the page is another way of clearing, getting out in nature and allowing for all of that beauty to come in is another way of taking such good care of yourself so that you won't be affected by all of this external energy that most of the time is not even yours. Yeah, whatever
1: process works for us, there are many ways to to clear and release and spend a little time regaining a sense of calm and groundedness, whatever we're drawn to, whatever feels natural. To us, the process doesn't matter as much as that we have something we can use, something we can do to support ourselves, and just learn to pause and put those things down, shake those influences off, and shaking even shaking the body also sounds strange. But in qigong practice, there are body movements for shaking off trauma, shaking out anxiety, and I find those really helpful. There's a great visualization that goes with that. So whatever you feel drawn to, whatever you think is going to help you shake something off, or sometimes it can be as simple as taking a hot shower and imagine that influence washing off your body and then just taking a warm drink or a walk, whatever you feel helps you reset and discharge. Otherwise, this stuff sticks to us and it accumulates and it's going to increase our anxiety and it can hold our anxiety at an elevated state. So, it's really helpful to learn how to take the
2: time to practice some care and discharge. And be sure to check your influences and the company you keep. Pay attention to how you feel after you spend time with people in your life, both in person and social media, because
0: the unfortunate truth is there are a lot of energy vampires out in the world who will. Uh, suck your energy dry. They will suck the life out of you if they can. It's not that it's a knowing thing. It's not that they know that they're doing that necessarily, but it's the truth. Or the people who stir the pot just to get a reaction out of you, when really you just want to be left alone, or you just you just want to be sweet with them or with yourself or
2: wh- whomever. So if you're keeping company with folks who. Leave you feeling depleted, who you wonder, wow, why did I just spend an hour of my time in their company?
0: Or why am I continuing to go back to this particular group
2: or Facebook page or whatever? Start to check yourself, check what you're choosing. And you will feel so much better when you let some of these. Folks go when you let some of these influences fall away. Yeah, and specifically check in on your anxiety.
1: How is my anxiety level? Where's it at after time with this person or time with this person on social media or a social media platform? Because it's all
0: association, it's all connection of a sort. So just check in. Well, I'm so glad that we came together again for another episode. Thank you so much, Ananga. And thank you to all of our listeners. Join us next week for a conversation with Dr. Carolyn Dean, author of The Magnesium Miracle. We discuss her new research that shows an alarming number of people who suffer from anxiety are magnesium deficient. 70% is the number. Wild. We will dig in and teach you more about what's happening and how you can
2: support yourself and feel better. Thank you so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We'll see you next week.